Well, hey there. We've got a fun episode here for you today. I have a special guest, Alicia Lincoln, who's coming on. And Alicia is a fashion strategist, and so I wanted to bring her on for us to talk a little bit about how to break some fashion rules. Because we're all about breaking rules here, right? And we talk about how to feel unforgettable, how to feel confident in the clothing we wear. We talk about this whole new type of clothing. They're calling it work leisure. Basically, spoiler alert, but basically it means you take like work style clothing, think, you know, think blazers and nice trousers, but made in really comfortable fabrics. I like to think of it as like um, <laughs> Lululemon meets Prada, something like that. And at the end, she even tells us a, a bit of a secret story about one celebrity who she worked with because she has worked with celebrities. And she talks about one celebrity she worked with and how that person struggled with their confidence when it came to clothing and dressing themselves and feeling great. So Alicia has many stories and many nuggets of wisdom to share with us about style, about feeling wonderful, and like I said, about breaking some fashion rules. So come on with us and let's get to it. Well, hey there, I'm Liz St. Jean, and this is the Unruly Leadership Podcast, where I help subject matter experts like you design a career on your terms. It's where strategy meets intuition to help you break the rules, ignore the rules, and make your own damn rules. So let's break free from perfectionism, imposter thoughts, and that inner rule keeper that's keeping you in your career comfort zone. It's time to become unapologetically you and step into the life you were meant to live. We're going to talk presence, productivity, career, and having it all. Or, as my four-year-old would say, we're going to take over the world. So let's get to it. Well, hello, everyone. We have got a really, really fun episode for you here. I'm really excited myself because we have Alicia Lankin here. Alicia, thank you so much for being here. I am so excited to be here. Thank you for having me, Liz. Yes. So Alicia, for those of you who don't know her, Alicia is a former fashion editor turned style confidence expert. She helps women feel unforgettable in their clothes. And for over 20 years now, she's been working with this huge variety of really well-known brands, people that you would recognize like Carrie Underwood, Serena Williams, Tina Fey, and oh, the Oprah magazine. And she has a weekly blog and she has a video show that gives style tips and insider tricks that make fashion fun and approachable. And it really helps her clients show up with more confidence in their lives. And when she's not working, she can often be found with her husband and her two kids in downtown Manhattan. And so Alicia and I, we're about to have a fun conversation about fashion, right, Alicia? Yes, we are. Yes. So I was just, we were just before we hit record, I was just saying that I'd love to start off with a kind of like a fun little icebreaker question on the fashion side of things of who is your favorite designer? 
Well, I love this question because so I do a lot of shopping for my clients. So I am always looking at different brands and different stores. I'm exposed to a lot of them. So I'm going to just confess that my favorites tend to shift pretty quickly depending on where I'm focusing. So in this moment, there is a brand, it's called Me Plus M, and it's a British brand. And I'm obsessed with everything on their site. It's just very clean. It's very elegant, but it's also very laid back and effortless. Um, it's got this like cool and breezy, polished, professional feel, which is really, I'm really gravitating towards that with my own style lately. So that is my favorite brand for right now. Oh, awesome. So it sounds like a good question. We'll keep coming back to you with to find out like the, the latest brands or your shifts and, and find out new ideas for what to wear. Yeah. So, so let's jump into things. So, so when we, we, when you and I were first chatting about doing a podcast episode and, you know, we're, this is the podcast, uh, unruly leadership. So the first thing, of course, we had to talk about were how do we break some rules around fashion? So I'd love to hear from you. What are your tips on breaking fashion rules? Yeah. So, okay. There's a lot of rules in fashion. There's so many of them. And here's, here's the problem with all those rules is that women are, they get so worried that they're going to do things wrong that they and, and the result of doing something wrong is that they're not going to look good. Right. So they get really afraid that they, they don't want to do anything wrong. So they learn about these rules and then they just follow them to a T. And then what happens is when you're following these rules to a T, it doesn't leave much room for personal expression, for self-expression, which in my opinion, the best, the most incredible personal styles are the ones that are completely filled with self-expression. So the rules, they definitely, I, I understand that there's a place for them because they can give us guidelines, but I am all about it's fine to know what the rules are, but let's see how we can break those rules or make those rules work for us, right? So like, for example, there's a lot of rules about the body shapes. I don't know if you've ever heard of these, but it really comes down to what is your body shape? And that basically dictates what you can wear. And I understand, and again, these are guidelines. So when you're first getting started with you know, figuring out what to wear and finding your style, it would make sense that you would want these guidelines, but ultimately it's going to hold you back from really expressing your true style. So for example, there's a rule that um, if you carry most of your weight on the bottom, if your body shape is a triangle shape, then the rule says that you can't wear skinny jeans. And the reason is because if you wear skinny jeans, then that's going to highlight and make your bottom and your thighs look even bigger, right? So I don't agree with that because first of all, not everybody wants their body to look in this traditional conservative hourglass, right? So I had a client once and she carries most of her weight on the bottom and she loved to wear tight dresses, right? Like pencil skirts and things like this. And that just shows her body that shows her curves and that is beautiful. So that's what I believe is that it's fine if you want to know the rules so that you have some guidelines to get you started, but ultimately 
you want to make those rules work for you. You want to make your own decisions around whether these rules are something that you want to follow or not. So for example, if you carry most of your weight on the, on the bottom and you want to wear skinny jeans or you want to wear pencil skirts, then go for it. Because traditionally the rules would be like, no, you need to wear an A-line skirt and you want to have a wider leg that just drapes down from your hip. And sure, that's a beautiful option. And also there are other options. So the problem with the rules is that they, they become quite limiting. Yeah, and you use that phrase about making them work for you a couple of times. That's such an interesting phrasing. Where, uh, where do you see this or where do you suggest people look for that about how they can make the rules work for them? Well, okay, so I have come up with a few of these I, so myself, because I, you know, had to learn about all these fashion rules, because when I started working with, with private clients, it became interesting to me because so many women were so into these rules. And to, I'm just going to confess, I've been a stylist since the nineties. Okay. I got my start before people even knew what the job stylist was. I was working on commercial shoots and I didn't even know what these rules were because I'm someone who I, I have a good eye. So for me, I can look at something and I can see, does that look right? And if it doesn't look right, how do we make that look better? And I could see that on someone else and I could see that for myself, okay? When I started working with private clients, I realized that, that not everybody is like that and that's totally fine. So that's why I studied up to learn what these rules were so I could understand what, what, what they're all following. Like, what is this that they're all following? So in a response to that, I came up with some of my own ideas to try to guide them. So for example, when they're wondering, does this flatter me? In order to make that rule work for them, the question to ask is not, does it flatter me? But the question to ask is, does it make me feel good, right? That's really what we're looking to achieve here is we want to feel good in our clothes, right? So another, another rule that people would follow is about being in style. A lot of women really worry about being outdated and I totally understand that. Um, they get really concerned that they're gonna look outdated, out of style. So the question that they're asking, is it in, to make that rule work for you, a better question to ask would be, is it me? Does this align with who I am and express how I want to feel? So those are just a couple examples of ways that I, I've sort of put my own little spin on some of these rules to help my clients, to help them make informed style choices that are going to help them feel confident in their clothes. Oh, I love that. And the word that was coming to my mind, actually, as you were describing it is like, um, you want to feel delicious in your clothes. That's what's coming to my mind. Like when I have an outfit that I, it just feels delicious, like that just feels so good. And I love that you have a word to describe how you want to feel. So for you, it's delicious. And for someone else, it could be delightful, right? So, so that's beautiful. When you have those, those descriptors, those words that help um, articulate how you want to feel, that's actually a really useful strategy when it comes to defining your style, because you can use that word along with a few other words, and those can guide you to picking out what to wear, to shopping, and to editing your closet, and all those things. So it's really great when you can start to articulate how you want to look, how you want to feel in your style. Mm -hmm. 
And okay, this is just popping to mind. And I don't even know if you can provide some insight on this, but I've I've sort of noticed over the years that I'll gravitate to some brands and, and others not. Like before we hit record, I was sharing that like I love Desigual. I just love it's like wearable art to me. It's so beautiful. And then other brands, it I don't know if it's like seasons or they have like in-house designers, but it'll be like sometimes I can go and I want to buy everything, and other times I find nothing. Is there, do you have any insight into that? Well, I can tell you right now that you are not alone. And right now, specifically, a lot of us are, are struggling with that because of the, the supply chain issues that have been going on since the pandemic and, and it's impacting what, what is being carried in the stores. So inventory is actually lower. I was styling a commercial. This was over the winter. And I, it was a commercial for uh, Sensodyne Toothpaste. And I had to go get a lot of everyday clothes for men and women. And I always do these, when I'm prepping these shoots, I always shop in person just because of the timing. I don't have time to wait for deliveries and things like that. So I was running around New York City trying to find these everyday clothes, like just cardigans and button down shirts. And it was so hard because the shelves were, were bare. And maybe you've even noticed this a little bit in your, your supermarket. I've noticed it. we have a Trader Joe's near us and some days it's just that the, the shelves are empty. So it's definitely impacted um, the, the clothing and what's being carried in stores for sure. So that's one reason, that's one reason to explain it. Oh, that makes sense. And it even gets me thinking too about um, maybe uh, doing consignment shopping could be helpful. I'm curious because I, like, I, I love consignment shopping myself, um, especially when I, I find things. I love it a little bit less when I don't find things. <laughs> but I'm curious if what your thoughts are on that and if you have any tips around finding really good pieces in consignment shops. Yes, I am a huge vintage shopper. So vintage shops, consignment shops, I love it. And now my 14-year-old daughter is really into thrift shopping. So that's really fun for me also. So we have a fun new activity that we can do together. Um, yeah, so sometimes it's like really exciting and you really do really do really well. And then other times, not so much. So I actually, I go pretty regularly. There's a, there's a shop that I love. It's in the village and um, I needed some new clothes. It was actually just the other night. I just went like a few nights ago. I can just hop up there and I was very focused about what I wanted. So that would be my advice would be to get really focused about what it is you want. I specifically focused on the colors that I wanted. I knew I wanted tops and I knew I wanted them in red or orange or coral or something like that. So that really just streamlines the process. Now that's where I started. And it's funny because where you start is not always where you're most successful. You know what I mean? So I started on the, so they organize it by colors in this particular place. And I started there at the tops and I'm pulling things. And ultimately I, I found two pieces and I did get um, as an orangey coral silk blouse that I'm super excited about, short sleeves, really nice for spring, summer. And I also found a really great dress and I wasn't even thinking about dresses. I was thinking about tops, but so having that focus but then also staying open to inspiration, possibility. Um, you know, I usually limit, I don't usually look at the, on the black, the, with the black clothes. I'm not, I'm really trying to not buy any more black in my wardrobe. I don't need that. So, so that saves time. If you know what you don't want to wear, then don't even bother going to those racks because 
then you might just get tempted and you might end up buying something because either it caught your eye, you thought you liked how it looked, or maybe it was really cheap. But if you've already decided, so for example, for me, I've decided I really don't want to add more black into my wardrobe, but then I go onto the rack with all the black clothes and I buy a black blouse, like that's not ultimately what I want. So just stay away from those things that you know you don't want and get focused, know what you do want, but then stay open to inspiration and possibility because if you go for tops, you might end up with a dress, which is what happened to me the other day. Oh, that's so fun. So, and that's actually a nice little springboard to another topic. So a lot of times we end up going shopping because we have this, like we're looking at our closet and we're like, oh, I've got nothing to wear. And then you go do a little shopping trip. And I'm curious if, you know, other than going shopping, if you have any tips on, you know, what can we do when we're having that, you know, moment of frustration and feeling like despite all the clothes in the closet, we still have nothing to wear. Yeah. So when we feel like we have nothing to wear, okay. So let me just... I'll just say, yeah, there are some times and there are certain people who definitely don't have clothes in their closet because they've gotten rid of literally everything. So I, I get that there are definitely people in that situation. From my experience working with hundreds of women, most women have plenty of clothes. And when they say that they have nothing to wear, it's really that they're just stuck in this rut of wearing the same few things. So my advice would be to shop your closet the same way you're going to shop the vintage shop, right? Or the vintage store, the consignment store, whatever. So look at your closet with fresh eyes, go in there with possibility and see what you can find. So I recommend starting in the back of your closet. So go to those pieces that you have not worn. So we're at the beginning of a new season. Um, well, it's just starting to warm up. I, I know spring officially began a while ago, but it's starting to feel a little bit warm now. So it's actually a really great time to revisit your spring summer pieces from last year that you didn't wear. So go find those pieces that you didn't wear and put an outfit together around those. Now I recommend when you're starting with something that you haven't worn in a while, that might feel a little bit uncomfortable or awkward, mix it with something that you're used to wearing. So pair it with one of your go-to jeans, or if it's a pair of pants or a skirt, then find one of your comfortable shirts or t-shirts to wear it with. Because I find when we have something that we haven't worn in a while, it might feel a little awkward or uncomfortable. So bring in some balance and put in something that you're very comfortable wearing, because that is going to increase the chances of you actually wearing it. Oh, that's a really good one. Um, the, the other piece too, I was curious about is, is kind of like those essential pieces. Like, and I kind of, I love that phrasing you used about like going shopping in your own wardrobe. Uh, but are there like some essential pieces that people would need, especially for working from home? There's so many people working from home and yeah. here it might be a little good little segue for you to talk about your quiz. I know you have a really good quiz that could be good for folks who are working at home. Yeah. Okay. So the, okay. So the essential pieces Okay, so if I was gonna look at all my client, my personal styling clients, if I was gonna look at their wardrobe, there is no essential pieces that they all have, okay? So I don't believe that there is essential pieces that work for every single person because everybody has a different lifestyle, everybody has a different body, everyone has different preferences. And if we're gonna even take it into work, everybody's industry has a different set of expectations, okay? That said, I do like the, so since the pandemic, 
it, we were saying it loud and clear that we want to be comfortable in our clothes and the fashion industry, they hurt us and they have created this whole new category of clothing and it is called work leisure, right? And basically what this is, it is professional silhouettes in comfortable fabrics. So this is going to be your soft knit blazers. This is going to be your trousers that are actually as stretchy as yoga pants, right? So I think these pieces can be really fantastic for work from home for those whose jobs, you know, I know some people who are working from home, they're still putting on their blazers and their blouses, right? For, for their industry. But for those whose jobs, they have a little more flexibility, then I think these, this work leisure category is a really great place to go shop and find some things that are comfortable and still will let you feel professional. Oh, that's amazing. And um, do you have any either, you know, brands or stores that, you know, are doing really well with this and have really good options? Yeah. So I think that for the knit blazer, my favorite is J crew. They have one that's just comfortable. It comes in a whole bunch of different colors and it is just that classic blazer silhouette in a nice soft knit fabric. For pants, my clients have been wearing, um, so there's a couple brands and they're, they're literally like um, yoga pants, which I know a lot of women are going to get really excited about, but there's a brand called Beta Brand and they're doing um, a yoga pant trouser is really what it is. And it's just got all of that stretch. So when you're sitting all day, um, it feels really comfortable. And it's also, it's, you know, it's, it's flattering and complimentary for the body. Um, there's another brand that I, that I want to mention that is worth checking out and it's called Ministry of Supply. And this brand specializes in exactly, exactly this work leisure type of garment. So they've got a lot of really, um, uh, professional silhouettes, and then they use performance fabrics. So that's another one to check out. Oh, awesome. Okay. And for everyone listening, I'm going to go and see if I can hunt down those links and I'll put them in the show lo- show notes. So check out the show notes. I'll drop any links that I find down there. That's awesome, Alicia. And how does that quiz you have, the uh, my on-camera style quiz, how could that help people? Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. When I started styling and working with celebrities, models for TV and magazines, I was working with a very specific group of people who were all professionally on camera. So these people, they, they were showing up to do a job, right? So I'm getting them dressed and they're just there to do their job, which is to be on camera. That was a small percentage of the population. Now, uh, everybody is going on camera, right? Everybody from, you know, grandparents to see their grandchildren, um, corporate people who work in corporate are having their meetings, you know, then there's the entrepreneurs who have probably been on camera and doing zoom for a long time, right? Everybody is on camera now. So I have a really fun quiz. It's called what's my on camera style. And this is actually going to help you narrow down what is your style personality, because when we are tuned into what our style personality is, and this is really just about 
expressing your authentic, authentic presentation, right? So when you have, when you can articulate what that is, like we were talking about earlier, when you know what the words are to describe this, it's going to really help you and guide you towards making more informed shopping choices. So this quiz is really fun. There's lots of pictures and you get to make fun decisions like which dress do I like better or which one do I want here, right? So it's really fun. And um, I invite everyone to come take it. And I would love to hear what your results are. So if you take the quiz, then um, tag me on Instagram and let me know what you got as your results. Oh, yes, I would love to see that too. And so um, for everyone listening again, um, I'll drop all of Alicia's contact information and her handle down in the show notes as well. So you can tag her in that. And so Alicia, this is maybe a little bit out of the blue question, but something that just popped into my mind when you were mentioned, you were talking about, you know, working with a lot of folks who are on camera. And I know you, you know, you work with a lot of people who a lot of us see as being very confident, but I know a lot of people you know, who are listening, you know, might have imposter thoughts or have like that kind of inner critic kind of inner monologue. And I'm curious, sorry to put you on the spot, but I'm curious if you've run across anything like that with some of your more celebrity clients. Like, can you help us make, make us feel like real humans because it, you know, everyone has it. Absolutely. It is a hundred percent. Everybody has it. And I'm going to share a little story about a shoot that I worked on. This was a really long time ago. So this is when I was I was kind of a new stylist. I was working with a musician. It was a pop musician, a female, and we were doing her album cover. And, you know, my job as a stylist is to provide a ton of options. So basically, I just bring the store to the shoot. And as a stylist, you know, I'm getting all of these clothes that are for her. Right. I'm getting everything in her size, things that are going to look good for her, things that her manager and, and the team told me that she liked and wanted to wear. And when I say I bring the store to her, like literally, there's probably about 15 to 20 racks of clothing. And uh, I'm doing this shoot with her. She's getting dressed and she's just not happy with the way she looks in anything. And it's very it's very difficult. She didn't like the way her body looked. She felt uncomfortable and it's just a very difficult position to be in. And I, I, so many of us can relate to that. Right. So that's what I, I think is really important to note is that, you know, women who have issues with their body, and I'm going to say, I work very intimately with women and I'm going to say like 90 to 95% of the women that I work with have some issue with their body. So you'd be surprised that a lot of these celebrities or maybe it's somebody who's younger, maybe it's someone who's thinner than you, you'll be surprised at the issues that they have. So yes, I've definitely experienced firsthand what it was like to be with a celebrity who was feeling really insecure about her body is really what it was. Wow. Yeah. Like it really just shows you that it's a, it's part of being human is our human brain is uh, gives us messages that aren't always complimentary, right? Yeah, it's so true. It's yeah, the brain, it's it, sometimes it, um, it likes to play tricks on us and make us believe things that aren't actually true. Mm-hmm. So tell me, let's, let's uh, finish it off then with kind of a story, a story, if you can pull out from the opposite end of the scale, I'd love to hear about um, kind of a, a transformation that you help your clients go through. Say, and you, I know you focus a lot on confidence, right? And that feeling confident showing up. Love to hear a story. Yeah. Okay. So 
this really comes back to the body because that is, like I said, 95% for of the women that I work with. And I had one client who I worked with and she came to me and she was very focused on hiding her body. She thought that her thighs were really large, too large is, is what she would say. And all her clothes, she just wanted things to be long, you know, like the big shirts. She thought that that's what she needed to do was that she needed to hide her body and that that looked better. And we started working together. And when I work with my clients, I work very closely with them. So they start to absorb a little bit of, well, definitely the insights and the feedback and the tips that I'm sharing, but they also start to shift that the way they're seeing themselves. So we looked at a lot of pictures. That's when you work with me, you're going to be, you're going to be taking a lot of pictures of yourself. And, and we're looking at her pictures and we're talking about her outfits and I'm, I'm saying, you know, well, when you put your top up, when you wear your top a little bit shorter or maybe even front tuck it a little bit, do you see how beautiful that looks when we can see your curves like that? And she's looking at them and she says, yeah, I do see, I see what you're saying. So she shifted the way that she was seeing herself. She was before she was living in this place where she thought she needed to hide her body because she thought that her thighs and her lower body was too large. But when in fact she saw, started to see herself the way I was seeing her and probably the way other people were seeing her when she showed her curves. And it wasn't like she put on a crop top or anything. She just wore a top that was at the top of her hips right? As, as opposed to going at the bottom of her hips. So she really changed the way she saw herself. And to me, this is everything. When women can start to see themselves in a new way and let go of a lot of those negative thoughts and feelings that they're having about themselves when they see themselves in the mirror, that's, to me, that's everything. So now, yeah, so now she's wearing she's wearing her pants and she's wearing her top. Sometimes she's even tucking them in her tops in. She bought belts right now. She's got belts on. So she completely changed her style, but, but more than that, just changed how she saw herself and, and saw herself as beautiful in the body that she has today. Not that she needed, she wasn't waiting to lose 10 more pounds. She saw who she was today and she realized that, Oh yeah, actually that does look better. Oh, that's amazing. What a beautiful story of just, yeah, that little shift and then suddenly just feeling beautiful and strong and wonderful in her own body. I love that. So tell me, Alicia, for anyone who's listening, who wants to follow you, who wants to come find you, who wants to work with you, how can they, where can they find you? How can they work with you? Tell us all the things. Yeah. So I work privately with my clients. So I do one-on-one -on -one, and I also have group styling programs and my group styling programs are so good because it is a group of women who are coming together and they are all on the same path to refresh their style. And what I've learned from doing these group programs now is that women love to come together and they like to talk about clothes, right? So in addition to getting my feedback, my years of expertise, you're also getting a community of support and peer feedback. And it's really fun. This program is called Total Style Refresh and it's actually enrolling now. It only opens up a couple times a year. So that's all on my website, alishalankin.com. And if you go to the work with me tab, then you'll see um, how to book a call to work one-on-one -on -one, or you can learn more about Total Style Refresh and sign up for that. Oh, that sounds so fun. Okay. I'm, I'm 100% going over to check it out myself. So Yay. everyone else go over, check out Alicia's website, 
We'll find her on Instagram. Go and make sure you tag her just like she was asking earlier after you take the style quiz. And um, you'll find all that information in the show notes. So just check down below. You'll find it in the show notes. So Alicia, thank you so much for being here. This was so fun. Yes. Thanks so much for having me, Liz. This was great. Awesome. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If this podcast helped you or inspired you in any way, I would love for you to leave me a review over on Apple Podcasts. It takes about 20 seconds, if that, and it's, it's honestly the easiest way for you to thank me for this episode. Every time I see a review, it brings me so much joy and it just lights me up. So if you could do that for me, I would be ever so grateful. Now, the other thing you can do is you can take a screenshot of this episode or even a screenshot of your review and send it to a friend or share it in a Facebook group or even post on your LinkedIn newsfeed to let other people know about this podcast and this episode. Thanks again. And now get out there and start breaking some rules.